Welcome to the Not Last Podcast, Season 2, Episode 5. I'm your host, Andrew Neil Nunez. Today, I'm going to talk about control and some of the tools I've been using lately to manage my own mess. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to it. Welcome, everyone, and thanks for tuning in. I know it's been a couple of weeks since I did my last episode with uh, Senior Rob English. <laughs> um, things have been a little crazy lately. Uh, the holidays put a, a damper on things and kind of a halt on everything. And um, we are currently in the process of buying the house that we are living in. And that has also been quite a big ball of stress. Um, so thanks for your patience. And I will get back to a weekly uh, post of of episodes and people bring in for interviews. That's been going really well. I've got a good handful of other people lined up to chat with. And um, yeah, we will we will slowly get back on the horse. But uh, I thank you and I ask for your patience as uh, <laughs> as January just seems, seems to keep getting busier and busier. And so that's what I am going to kind of talk about today. Um, or at this point, it's it's morning. So right now it is, it is officially six oh eight in the morning. I normally get up around five this morning. Eleanor, our cat, was up at four thirty, so she was not going back to bed and kept pawing at the the closet door. So I was up at four thirty and had intended to get on the bike and do a, a training session. But I am tired today, and um, or at least tired this morning. <laughs> Probably stay tired throughout the day. I don't know if that's going to change. But um, yeah, I'm tired today. So instead of training this morning, I'm going to record my podcast, and then we will reassess after I go to work and come back from work how how tired I really am if I can if I can get on the bike at least for an hour spin. Um, hopefully to do the, the full two-hour structured workout that I've got, but we'll see. And that kind of leads me into a nice segue for what we're going to talk about today. And today, I I want to talk about control. I don't know about you, but I've experienced my free 10-day trial of 2021, and I want to cancel my subscription because it sucks. Uh you're probably in the same boat. Hopefully you're not, but I feel as though um, based on on my own gathering of data and the customers that have come through the shop and friends and family that I have talked to, um, that 2021 so far is off to a rough start. Um, for me, lots has happened already, and I am I'm cautiously optimistic that this is just residue from 2020 and not indicative of the tone of this new year. But the last couple of weeks, I've been I've been doing a lot of reflection, and that happens every year end, um, you know, around Christmas and New Year's, or between Christmas and New Year's and and the start of of the new year. Um, but I've been doing a lot of reflection these past few weeks, and I wanted to share with you some of my thoughts and, and musings so far. So here's where I'm at. We are buying the house that we're living in. So thankfully, thankfully, we don't have to move. But uh, we're, we're closing at the end of January. So we've got some construction projects that need to happen before close. We've got um, all of the stuff with the mortgage lender, and, and, and it's just... 
it's a lot. So that's that's been a big ball of stress. And some stuff we can control, some stuff we're just just along for the ride with. Um, I have so that's one. <laughs> I'm going to tick off a few a few bullet points here. So there's there's one aspect of of thing or one thing I've got going on. Um, I have two dental implants. Uh, my two front teeth are are dental implants, and I had the implants d- finalized about ten years ago. And the last few weeks, one of them has been feeling kind of funny. And I went to the dentist, and I went to my um, prosthodontist and maxillofacial surgeon and have uh, they discovered that the tooth has become loose one of the tooth has teeth has become loose and in that implant or up in my face I've also got a bone graft and the bone graft has failed or my body is rejecting it so uh, that was all fun news to to find out as my uh, prosthodontist is drilling into the back of my tooth it fractures so I've got um, uh, half of a front tooth stuck in my face. Like it's kind of protruding forward like a hillbilly. And uh, so that, that makes me feel real great about, about myself. Um, but the bummer here is that the tooth has to come out and the bone graft also has to come out and it has to be redone. So I was not expecting to have to have oral surgery 10 years on after my, my final step of, of um, reconstructive facial surgery. Um, full picture, I, I mentioned this on my athlete page on Instagram, uh, but you can I'll, I'll give you the, 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 the quick rundown. So when I was seven years old, I thought it was nine, but my mom corrected me. Uh, when I was seven years old, I took a baseball bat to the face, and it destroyed my face. Uh, knocked out all my teeth, um, skull fracture in multiple places. I had to have full reconstructive face surgery and mouth surgery. Uh, I guess that's part of your face, so that counts too. Um, uh, put me in a coma for a couple of days. I had a full blood transfusion. Uh, pretty, pretty nasty stuff at seven years old. And I've been going through some form of reconstructive surgery since that time up until, well, I guess until now still. So I'm 33 right now. And um, yeah, it's just been a very long, very long process. So I'm pretty self-conscious about my face and the way I look. And I've got all these scars. I've had my lips realigned because they were pretty uneven. Um, I've always been very self-conscious about my face and, and just about my my body image in general uh something we don't i guess as guys normally talk about but there you have it and (laughs) and that's it so um so yeah i i now have to deal with this and i wasn't expecting to deal with this because all of my thoughts were wrapped up around balancing training and buying this house and work and other some uh background projects but it's like, all right, well, now we've got to have have surgery planned and, and do all of this amidst COVID also, which is just kind of sucks. So so that's another bullet point. Um, and I just, I look like hell right now. I really do. And it's, it's, it's not a good look for anybody. <laughs> um, a couple other things. So there's been, there's been very little communication from my team in Chile. And it's a little stressful because I feel disconnected, especially this time of year. Like if you follow any, whatever your sport is, if it's running or cycling or basket weaving or pole vault or 
track and field or whatever. Um, this is the time of year when everyone gets their new contracts, when they're debuting their new kit. Everyone's in their national champions jerseys and they're showing off their new bikes. Um, I was going down the rabbit hole of Instagram videos and, and uh, profile photos from the movie star team as they're in Andalusia, Spain at their, you know, this is day two of their training camp. And I'm just, I'm jealous. I'm really jealous. And I see that every year and I know that it's coming, but it doesn't, it doesn't mean that I don't get jealous every year. Um, but it doesn't invalidate that, that, those feelings. But I, I'm feeling very disconnected from my team right now. Um, and so that's hard. That's really hard. Uh, I've got a couple of, how would I say this, uh, top secret projects that have, that have fallen through or ground to a halt. And it's left me feeling pretty gutted and, and apathetic where I feel like, like I'm just a piece of driftwood kind of caught in the surf and I'm pushed and pulled and twisted and flipped over and whatever direction, it doesn't really matter. I'm just here and, and kind of along for the ride. Um, I don't know about you, if that sounds familiar to what situation you're in right now, but that's, that's where I'm at. Work has also been mm, low level stress. That's kind of, you know, it, it spikes really hard sometimes and then comes back down. And that may be true for a lot of, of folks too, but still working, working in a, I guess you would call it frontline, uh, in customer service in the bike shop and retail, um, just to give you an idea, so I had <laughs> I had a woman come into the shop uh, the other day, and she wasn't. She made it very clear that she wasn't looking to buy anything. She just wanted to tell me how disappointed she was in the bike industry, and that there's no excuse for this global bike and parts shortage, and that uh, we as bike shops need to band together and demand that parts be made in the U.S. and open the factory so people can buy bikes, and we need to be doing more. And she just wanted to come in and complain and tell us that we weren't doing enough, and how disappointed and frustrated she was. And it's like, well, that's really helpful. I <laughs> love love just taking on your grievances. Uh, this is this is the formal complaint department. Yes, thank you. Um, I had another gentleman come in, and he was, I guess, protesting wearing a mask. We have a, um, a mask mandate here in the state of Oregon, which I am very thankful for. I'm I appreciate, and and I I have a hard time seeing people who who revoke that, but. Um, so this guy had a mask that he made out of a pair of underwear, like whitey tidy underwear, and he had cut it out and was wearing it um, like a headband with the crotch part over his nose and mouth. And with a Sharpie, he wrote, it's technically a mask. And he wanted to buy an engine for his bike and have it installed. And then when I told him that we don't do that, <clears throat> excuse me, he he got angry and continued to tell me how easy it was to do and how he was, you know, really trying to be on board with supporting local businesses. But apparently the shop local thing doesn't matter to us. And he stormed out of the shop. And it's just like, man, I, I'm so exhausted from this because it's been like this since March, day in and day out. And normally it's not. It's just this like constant, uh, surge of of people that are coming in and just they just want to be angry and it's like i am so tired of of the lowest common denominator treating me like i'm the lowest common denominator until they need something and then suddenly i'm on this you know i, I the 
the status quo shifts and it's like, oh, and now you can service me and now you can take care of me. And it's like, oh, and it just, it gets me worked up. It's a lot. Um, oh, and there was, there was a full diaper left on top of my locked trash can outside the shop the other day. And it's like, yeah, this is normal, right? I'll just, I'll just take the dirty diaper and, and pick it up with my hands and I'll put it in the trash can because whoever had a dirty diaper from their kid, uh, decided that it was okay to just leave it on top of my trash can. And it's like, we deal with the normal stuff where the trash can gets, you know, tipped over or the, the locked lid gets ripped off from the homeless people uh, or people experiencing homelessness and they'll rummage through the can and spew it all over the side of the the building. And it's like that, that has just become my new normal and it just doesn't phase me anymore. And then what's anomalous or or what does phase me is when there's a pile, like a, a literally a ball of poop that someone just left out for me. And it's like, Oh, well that wasn't very fun. (laughs) I think, I think I've become too desensitized to this and it's like, uh, yeah, it's a lot. So there's a lot going on right now. And stress and anxiety and self-consciousness and everything are just kind of brimming and, and, and pretty high. So then let's add the current dumpster fire of the American political system. And it's caused me to pause and reflect a bit. I struggle a lot with positive self-talk. I'm sure many of us do also, whether we admit it or not. Um, but that little negative uh, bumblebee that's in the back of your head or sometimes in the forefront of your head um, that's just buzzing around and telling you, oh, you're not good enough. Oh, yeah, you're, you'll never get there. Oh, you know, it's just another another project or another whatever fell through. Uh, you just, you're just never going to get it. You're not qualified. You're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You're not, not good looking enough or what, whatever it is. Um, uh, I, I struggle with a negative self-talk or um, with a positive self-talk. I'm great with negative self-talk. I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty, pretty, uh, pretty adept at that. But I'm sure many of us are, are many of you who are listening are, are in this same boat. Um, and I've talked about this before, but I spent a good amount of time reading up and building different tools to help me combat this and manage this. Um, I try not to look at it as a war that's being waged inside my head because I think that can kind of lead a little more towards like good versus evil sort of thing. And then it puts some some other morals in in question and, and ethics in question. And, and I just don't like to look at it in terms of the good versus evil. And that's often where I go if I start to attach words like, oh, the battle in my head or, or things like that. So, so I try and reframe it a little bit that... Um, and, and here, here are some tools that, that we're going to talk about today that, or I guess this morning is today. Yeah, whatever. Uh, here are some tools that, that I've come across that kind of help me deal with my mess. And, and maybe they'll help you deal with whatever mess is going on in your life if it feels like a mess. Hopefully it doesn't and you live a perfectly wonderful life and you're just listening to this for amusement and to feel better about yourself. Um, so then great. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. But for those of you who might be, might be struggling a little, uh, listen up, turn up the volume and, and, and pay attention because I think this is valid and I think this is important stuff. So one tool that I've been employing a lot, uh, lately, lately as in <laughs> when I refer to lately across the board, it's lately since last March. And it's like, 
it, all of these days, weeks, months have, have just blurred together. Um, so things I've been employing, employing lately, um, and one of those has been uh, compartmentalization. I use this a lot. So here's, here's how it works for me. And this takes some practice. I will preface with this takes practice. You have to work on this if this is something you want to add to your mental toolbox, is the ability to compartmentalize. So in my head, I think about each task like it's a file folder. I open the folder, do whatever I need to do in that folder, close the folder, and move on to the next one. So for example, this morning, I woke up at 430 wish it was five, but I love turning off my alarm before my alarm goes off. It's so much fun. Um, so this morning I'm, I'm up at God awful early morning and make my espresso. I usually eat a fig bar and I'm about to open the file folder to go, to go start, start my training session. However, um, this, this morning I decided to close that and accept it be okay with the fact that I'm not going to train this morning um, and give myself the opportunity to train tonight after work. But now I've opened the, f- the file folder for, so I put that one on the shelf. Um, now I've opened the file folder for my podcast. So now I'm in my quote unquote studio, i.e. closet, um, where we keep all the sleeping bags and, and pillows taped to the door. <clears throat> And, and this is the file folder I have open right now, and I'm focused on what I'm doing, and I'm trying not to focus on how tired I am, but I'm, I'm in the moment and focused here. So once I'm done with this, I will close this folder, and I will, I will move on to the next one. And that next one is going to be, I'm going to take a shower, and I'm going to prep for work, I'm going to eat breakfast, and then I'm going to go to work, do whatever I need to do at work. At this point, I'm I'm not quite operating on autopilot, but I'm pretty darn close because I'm, I'm pretty burnt out. But um, once work is over, I will close that file folder and I will come home, change out of my work clothes, <clears throat> get into some comfier clothes or hopefully kit up, and then, and then open the next folder, whether I table that one this morning for my workout or the next folder is I'm home and it's time to relax, make dinner, watch a show, hang out with Lauren and the cats. Um, and it, it has helped me to think of it like this because it keeps me in the moment and it doesn't let me focus on the mountain of work that, um, that I have to do or the mountain of things that we have to do. The, the home projects, the, my garage is dirty and I need, to, I need to reorganize it or clean it. I need to put things away. I need to adjust my TT bike. I need to do this. I need to do that. And it's like rather than just getting so worked up in these things um, that then suddenly seems so insurmountable, it's open the folder, look at what's in it, do what's in the folder, or do it to a point where you can get to a stopping point, close the folder and put it away and, and then move on to the next thing. Like I said, it took some work to get here, um, but it's really helped me, especially at times right now when I feel like I'm just adrift. Um, I can focus on the task at hand. I can complete that one thing and then move on to the next with without that anticipation um, kind of looming over me over the mountain of, of things I've got to do. The other point of hmm, pontification is, is taking time to really think about what I can control. 
And I heard I heard a life coach talking about this. Uh, I think I listened to it. It was something on Instagram, just because that's where I spend most amount of my time because it's political to a point, but less political than Facebook is, and Facebook's just out of control. So, um, I've been I've been reflecting on on things I can control, and this life coach was talking about um, looking at things like like you're a juggler and you're juggling these balls. And so some of these balls are, are rubber, and if you drop them, they're, they're fairly easy to pick back up and, and just keep, keep on juggling. Others are glass balls, and if they fall, they break, and you can't pick them back up. And so what you have to understand is you need to identify which ones are the glass balls and which ones are the rubber balls. So figuring out that first step and then you've got to realize and and accept which glass balls you can drop and let break and which ones you can't. So, for example, I listed earlier all these things that I've got going on. So I, I feel like I'm not a very good juggler, I'm, <laughs> uh, but, but I have all these things that are, that are going on. And I keep taking on more and more because that's just my personality. Um. But buying, buying our house, for example, that's a glass ball. It can't break. I have to sign the documents. We've got to get the money in, in escrow. We've got to make sure everything is going along smoothly. We had the home appraiser come through. We've got the bids coming in. We've got contractors and electricians coming into the house to do um, com- some construction work and repairs and replacements of things. And it's like, that is a ball you can't drop because if it drops... Like it holds up the whole process and there's so many people involved in this and it just, everything comes to a screeching halt all of a sudden. So there's a glass ball you can't drop. Answering, here's, okay, here's one that that you can drop and I have let drop and it feels very liberating to have done so. Um, Answering work emails and phone calls on my days off. It it was scary to do. It's been a little scary to do, but... uh, it's been very liberating to just let this go. And when I'm not at work, I'm not at work. I, I don't, I, I can check my email sometimes. I rarely do now. Um, and I, I don't usually answer my phone if it's, if it's a work related thing on my days off. Um, and it's, it's a ball that, that I can let fall and let it break because there are other people in in the shop and other well there's my bosses um who who have a responsibility when i'm not there i get my days off so so there's that i let it go and it felt very good it was one less thing i had to stress about um training for example is is a rubber ball and and if i miss a day it's it's not so bad i shouldn't I, I am a little bit of a loss if I do miss a day, but I, I can miss a day if I if I need to, if I'm just too tired. And and today might be that day. I'm going to leave myself open and, and available for, if that's the case, that's okay. But I'm going to try. Honestly, I'm going to try to get on my bike this, this, uh, uh, this evening after work. But if I'm too tired after work, if it's too busy of a day, that's okay. I got a solid four-hour structured workout yesterday. Two hours a day before. Um, this is a f- fairly light week. The week before, I hit almost twenty hours of training. Um, 
on top of my full-time job and uh, and I'm, I'm doing okay. So this is a rubber ball that I can let bounce maybe once um, and I can pick it up and keep going. If I miss several days, that ball might change from a rubber ball to a glass ball. Um, and, and that's when I don't want to drop. That's when I would see uh, some loss in fitness. And I'm, you know, I'm, I think I'm 12 or, or 11 weeks out from, from the national championships, uh, which I'll talk about here in a bit. And I like, it's, it's one that right now it's a rubber ball. It can bounce once, maybe twice, but on the third time it might turn into a glass ball and break and, and it's going to be hard to pick back up. So here's a glass ball. My, my dental implant, um, the one on the left side, it needs to come out. We're concerned, uh, my prosthodontist is a little concerned about infection, and we want to avoid that at all costs. So that is a glass ball that needs to happen, and it needs to happen fairly soon. Um, I'll have a retainer to wear um, in the meantime. It's got a tooth on it. But... Um, once it comes out, once the tooth and the screw and the bone is removed from my face, um, from my face, <laughs> uh, then then I can I can postpone the reconstruction surgery and the dental implant surgery until it works better. So I can wait a couple of months until that that works better for my timeline. Probably after the season, I'll do that in my off season if I can wait that long. But um, so there's another glass ball. Like that one can't drop. It's got to happen. It's got to happen soon. Next week I'll get I'll get a um uh, uh cast made of my upper teeth and I'll have a fake tooth made and put on a retainer so I can wear it. It'll be removable, but but I can I can wear it when I'm when I'm not eating. So I take it out to eat and whatnot. But it just sucks, but it's not the end of the world. So I I think you get the idea of this. Um there's so much that of this in my life, and I'm sure in your life as well, that you can't control. Couldn't control COVID, couldn't control the political climate. Well, that's up for debate, but <laughs> we're, we're not getting too political here. Um, you know, I, I can't control the fact that the, the, the bone graft failed and my, my body is, is kind of turned that away, but I can control the timeline for which this happens. And, and that gives me a little bit more peace of mind. I can, con- can't control, um, how stressful work is because I can't control how, or what, what customers come in the shop, but I can control that when I am done with work, I am done with work and I don't have to think about it for the next couple hours or the next couple days or whatever. Um, it's been, it's been a little, better uh, to manage stress and anxiety, looking at it this way and, compar- and compartmentalizing. Um, and otherwise, w- what happens is the stress and anxiety is brimming already. Something happens in one of the many facets of life, and I get so overwhelmed that I'll, I'll just shut down. I lose motivation to do anything. I stop juggling altogether. Everything falls and I'm just apathetic about everything. Um, so to combat this, I have I have found that doing some little things here and there that make me happy um, or make me feel better about myself. So so let's talk about that for a second. One thing I love about 
talking on a podcast or, or the power of, of just audio with no video is like, this is, this is hard to talk about. But if you're tuning in, it's because I believe it's because you, you care and you're interested in this journey. And part of that is an emotional journey. And it's, it's easier to just say it with no one responding, with no judgment back, and, and just kind of put it out there. So it's one less thing that I have to hide behind. But I will tell you, like, this is hard stuff to talk about. Uh, but, but here I am, and here we go, nonetheless. <laughs> um, so, so doing things that make me feel better about myself and, and make me happy. Um, so my self-consciousness is on high alert right now. Um, I noticed my, my hair was getting a little long, the hair on my head was getting a little long and those little, um, I don't have much hair to begin, <laughs> to begin with. I was never blessed. I got my dad's jeans for hair and it's, it's not great. Um, someday I'm just going to have to lose it all. But for now, I, I still can hold on to a little bit of it. Um, but the grays were starting to show over my ears and, 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 and the gray hairs are just, Oh, I just hate my gray hairs, but uh, they were starting to show, and I also I haven't shaved my legs in months, um, so I took care of that. Um, and if if I don't smile in the mirror and don't show off my hillbilly tooth, uh, I look all right, <laughs> and and I always feel better with with shaved legs. Don't judge me; it's a cyclist thing. Um, it just that's just it. It makes me feel good. So I. Uh, I think it's funny because people have been talking, you know, a lot about this like quarantine haircut and I've been cutting my own hair for more than a decade and I've got it, I've got it pretty darn good. Um, I, I won't cut anyone else's hair. It's just my own because if I screw it up, I know I can just put a, put a number three or a number two, uh, clipper on there and just buzz it. So whatever, cause there's, <laughs> there's very little hair there to begin with, but, um, I, I always think it's funny when people show videos or talk about their quarantine haircut and it's like, oh, I've been doing this for years. Uh, it's no big deal. So I'm pretty good at cutting my own hair. And, um, and like I said, if I don't smile in the mirror, I've got a good haircut and my legs are shaved and, and I feel a little better. And it's not a permanent fix, but it's a temporary fix. And for the next week or two, um, I look all right. And, and that makes me feel good. For... For the lack of connection to my team in Chile right now, I've continued to work on my own, what do you call it? Uh, let's call it brand, my own personal brand. That seems kind of weird, but uh, I guess for lack of a better word. So I've applied to be, I, I represent a couple of, I'm a, represent, I'm an ambassador for a couple of different brands. Um, and I've, I've started to apply to be a brand ambassador for a couple other brands and strengthen the relationships with those that I already am affiliated with. I, I do this for a couple of reasons. One, to build a bigger base and have people follow along on this journey because I want to educate and inspire and, and be someone that, that people can look to and be like, wow, he's a nice guy, and wow, he's doing some cool stuff. I want to follow along. Um, and there's also some brands out there that I really like what they're doing. I'm pretty picky and choosy. I don't just send an application to every brand ambassador or sponsorship opportunity that I can get my hands on. 
I'm pretty picky and choosy for who I want to put my name associated with. I don't have a big name. I don't have millions of followers or anything like that. Maybe someday that'd be great. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm picky about it because I want to know that I'm backing or affiliating my name uh, with a brand that is doing things that I identify with, that I can align with, um, and, and are just full of, you know, uh, of seemingly good people. So for 2021, I'm going to continue my relationship with, with Le Petit Velo. Uh, the, still, hands down, um, I, I don't receive any money from these brands. Let me preface with that. There's no money that's coming in from this. I get some free product or discount on product. Um, some, uh, the discounts, I mean, I still, I'm paying for this out of pocket and I'll tell you like the, the kit that I get from Le Petit Velo continually, um, surpasses my expectations and it is the best pair of bibs, best Jersey and the best wind vest I I have ever had. I wear them all the time. I don't really want to wear anything else. And that's, that's truth. Um, that, uh, um, it's, it's just really good stuff. So if you're looking for kit, Le Petit Velo is the spot to do it. Um, Defeat is another one I'm going to continue with with 2021 um, or for 2021. I've 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 uh, established a great relationship with the folks at Defeat. Um, they sent me a, a whole package, a care package of socks. Um, I love socks. If you don't know that already, now you do. Um, and uh, yeah, so very excited to have Defeat. The U.S. made socks. Um, it just best socks out there really great worth every penny um i continue working with um and being associated with english cycles and rob because he's super close and good friend and um yeah so continue that and then i've picked up for 2021 um head sweats and uh they make running caps and cycling caps and um the neck gaiters or snoods or balaclavas, whatever you want to call it. They make face masks and, and some other running and, and athletic apparel. Um, so I'm excited to be an ambassador for Head Sweats. And then I've applied for uh, a road ID ambassadorship. Uh, this is a brand that they make a, it's an emergency, um, it's not an emergency medicine, it's not an emergency medical bracelet, but it's a bracelet that you can wear. It looks really good. And it's, it has all of your emergency contact information. And I will tell you firsthand, um, I've been wearing one for, I don't know, more than 10 years. And I wear it all the time. Anytime on the bike, off the bike, you know, I leave the house, keys, cell phone, wallet, road ID, watch, mask. Um, but it has saved my life a couple of times when I've been either knocked unconscious on the bike and I had my road ID and they called my wife and they knew what to do. So it's, it's a really great product. It's really cheap. They're, you know, 20-ish bucks. And um, yeah, so I, I, I want to affiliate myself with that brand and, and be able to help promote that brand and what they're doing and, and how they're, they're inspiring safety and, and promoting, you know, uh, safe cycling and, and safe sporting. Um, I think I bought them for almost everybody as a gift throughout the years, and I, some some people wear them, some people don't. But uh, at least I've I've given them the opportunity to have one. So that's um, that's what's up with with some of my personal branding, 
And then I've also started to poke around a little at what other team opportunities might be out there for me. Uh, I'm not leaving my team in Chile, my Rancawa bike, Chile, um, but I, I just want to know what my options are. And so I've started to send out some emails and just just develop some conversations or establish some conversations, develop some relationships with other other teams, some continental pro teams to see, you know, maybe there's a guest riding spot that they have open if they're trying to fill a roster for a race and and maybe I'll get an opportunity to go. So maybe there's a spot on the team. I don't know. But but I figure it uh, the worst they can say is no, or they can ghost me, and I'm I'm plenty used to being told no. And so here you have it. I've mentioned this before, and I'll I'll keep plugging it. But another thing I've been doing lately is I launched a GoFundMe campaign to try and raise um, travel and registration funds for my 2021 season. It's been chugging along little by little, and this is under the category of trying to make plans and control what I can control. I don't have a big income. Um, everything I do is paid for out of pocket. The bikes, the, the everything, it, it's all paid for. I, I pay for all of it. I don't have any big sponsors or anything like that. So what I've tried to do to, to try and get a successful or aim towards a more successful 2021 and relieve some of the financial burden um, off of myself and my wife has been um, to try and launch a GoFundMe campaign uh, for the 2021 season. So it's it's happening little by little, and I am so overwhelmed and appreciative of all of the all of the support that's come out so far. Uh, I just hit the $1,000 mark. Um, some of which has come through you know direct donations. And people locally have come in and you know written me a check or. Or, or something like that, and and it's been really sweet to to receive. Um, and this, what this does at the thousand dollar price or the thousand um, dollar point, means that I have um, food and lodging set up for my trip to travel to Chile and race the national championships on road and time trial. I have the mileage um, for one trip to Chile this year. And so I can use the mileage to get me jump started, and then thousand bucks gets me set up for for all of the logistics, the food, lodging, race registration, and and all of that. So thank you, huge thank you to everyone who's followed along and 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 donated to the campaign. Every every little bit helps. It it really really does. Five dollars, ten dollars, twenty dollars, a hundred dollars. A million dollars, that'd help a lot. But um, every little bit helps. And if you feel like you're able to contribute, or if you just can help me spread the word about this campaign to try and reach a broader audience, I am forever grateful. My goal is to raise $25,000 for this season. Largely, that is that is to cover travel um, and, and lodging. And, regi- and race registration. Um, there's a little bit in the budget for bike maintenance, you know, new set of tires here and there and, and you know, uh, whatnot. But largely it is, um, it is for, for travel. So that would get me, um, travel is expensive. Holy cow, is it expensive? Um, that would cover five trips for me to race this year. And I will try and, I'm trying to be very, 
uh, selective about the races I'm picking out to set my race program so that I can, you know, if I can double down and get, you know, two races in one or your or more in in one trip then then I'm going to try and really really hone down and, and get the biggest bang for my buck that I can and the more opportunities I have to race the more opportunities something could go wrong but also the more opportunities I can have to earn points and it's all about earning points to to reach a qualification standard so right now I'm 125th of the way there yippee <laughs> and um, I will post in the show notes a link to the GoFundMe campaign if you'd like to learn more uh, or to contribute or at least just if you can't contribute or don't feel like you want to, that is completely fine. But I would ask, can you help me spread the word? Can you help repost this onto your media pages, your Facebook, your Instagram, Twitter? If there's someone you email, if you have an email list or, or whatnot, um, Help me spread the word. I need your help with this. I really, really can't do this without you. I don't do I don't do any ads on this podcast or receive any compensation for it. This is my own personal little project. Like there's no Patreon or or any extra subscription benefits. Um, everyone can listen to this, and everyone can listen to everything that I produce. This has been just my own fun little thing to do. So your support of my journey is really important <clears throat> and and helping me spread the word will hopefully put me in front of a larger audience and maybe someone will want to contribute to to this fundraising goal. So that's that's another thing that I that I can control is is I can control trying to plug this and and have um, have some opportunity and and or support from from people for um, for trying to race and and ultimately trying to make a qualification pathway towards to the the 2024 Olympic Games that's that is my goal prior to that it's going to be the 2023 Pan Am Games in Santiago and you know we're we're into the 2021 season so this this is the time to to try and make it happen and, and get established um the Chilean Road and Time Trial National Championships are at the beginning of April, and my plan is to take a leave of absence from work and and go to Chile. Right now, the parameters for travel is that there is a negative, you have to have a negative COVID test within 72 hours, so you don't have to quarantine for two weeks, and I am, <laughs> while well, not in my control, but uh, I'm hopeful that will remain the case for admission into the country uh, by the spring. So last year, this whole thing blew up in my face and, and it very well could happen again. And I understand that. And I understand that that is out of my control. I will still be completely disappointed and gutted if that is, if that does come to fruition, I am, I'm cautiously optimistic, but I'm making plans to go and to travel and, and to, to have the opportunity or give myself the opportunity to race and let, let me be clear, I'm not going to all of this effort to train and travel and race and all of this expense to to go and, and just compete in a national championship. I'm going to win a national championship. That is my goal. I'm going to try and give, I'm going to give everything that I can to win, to win an ITT uh, time trial. That's, that is the goal. I'm going to have a good shot in the road race. But there's so many things that are unpredictable in a road race. You never know what's going to happen. But I have a, I believe, 
I know I've got a really good shot and I'm not going to waste it. And I'm going to go try and win a national time trial championship uh, title. So that's, that's the goal. Let's, let's be clear about that. Not in medal contention for the Olympics, but I very well think it is within my capability to win a national time trial title. <laughs> so off of my soapbox here, although I guess this whole thing is, is my own soapbox. So uh, if you're listening still, uh, thanks. I appreciate it. So this episode is all about control and recognizing what you can and what you can't control. And what are you juggling in your life? I ask you, what, like, what, what are you juggling in your life? And what's easy to let bounce a few times? And what's precious and can't be dropped? Like, what can you, what can you let go of and be, be better without? Are there negative people, negative things, um, stressful people or things or, or activities in your life that you, at this point in time, can very well do without? Let it go. Let that ball drop. Let it break. And it is scary, but it is very liberating. I will tell you this firsthand that, like, it is it's intimidating. It's scary. It's overwhelming. But once that ball drops and you don't answer those emails or or you don't interact with this person anymore, like, it, it really, it does, it feels good. Since we're at the beginning of 2021... I I will I'll tell you I'm not one for for New Year's resolutions. I I really am not. However, I do have a challenge that I'd like to put out for anyone listening. And I believe that we're all struggling right now and have been in some way or another for for a while. Maybe since March, maybe since before. Um I don't know, but I I think we're all struggling a bit. And part of that, I believe, is is that we can't really be together in person, can't make new friends, we can't establish new relationships or continue old relationships or, or, or whatnot. So our words and actions have, have even more power than, than they did before. And since we can't be together, I challenge you to be intentional in making contact with others. Like, here's what I mean. Who do you follow on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or whatever, and you interact with on the fringe? Like you're sometimes maybe you're too nervous or shy to to say something or comment or give a thumbs up or or whatever because you're worried how it's going to be interpreted. Um, you see all their posts, you see all this person's posts, but you never comment. Take the leap and say something. Interact. Like their poll, comment on their questions, whatever. Um, take that leap and, and say something because they probably would appreciate it. Uh, the thumbs up, the smiley face, the, the heart, the whatever in their comments box, on their p- feed page, in their stories, wh- whatever. Um, interact with this person or these people. Um, in In a normal world, you would just do it when you saw them next time or you'd comment on on what they were doing and be like oh wow what a great photo but um you know it, we don't have that luxury right now and and i think some of us are are even more appreciative when someone does comment and when someone does say something 
Um, and, and I challenge you to be intentional and also, also be kind. This isn't, this isn't be intentional and be trolling. Um, be intentional and be kind to others. And you never know what new relationships or friendships could come from it. I'm, I firsthand am, am trying this and sometimes I, I get ghosted. Sometimes I get a thumbs up back if I comment on a story. Um, and on the rare occasion, I strike up a conversation with somebody that's really connecting, connecting and thoughtful. Um, g- give it a whirl. And, and this is something that is well within your control to do. It's a little scary, uh, but but it feels really good when you when you comment when you finally said something on there, and it's not even like I you know I, I'll watch a I'll watch a, a or see a post on someone's story uh, from a pro cyclist, and and I'll you know it gives you those quick responses, and I'll give a thumbs up or like a a party sign or or whatever on something cool that they're doing, and they'll like it back, and sometimes they'll see my story, and, and but it's just that like. It's that little interaction that's like, oh, hey, I see you. And it's like, oh, hey, I see you too. Um, And that's it. And it doesn't have to be anything more than that. It could be, but it doesn't have to be. But it feels really good to get that response back and to give that response as well. Um, So I challenge you, be intentional. Open up those doors that you have maybe been been guarding for who knows why, or maybe you don't even know why. Maybe you're just a little too shy or nervous. try it. It, it, it's, it's good. (laughs) It's a good thing. Um, so the, the final bit here is that I'll reiterate this, that if you're feeling as full of stress and anxiety as I am these, these last several months, maybe try some of this compartmentalization techniques, remove these negative things from your life. Let that glass ball drop. It's okay. Um, it's, it's hard, but it's so liberating afterwards. Make contact with people. Again, scary at first, but feels really good to reach out and, and, and give out that, that, um, uh, that, that connection or establish that connection. Um, these things have helped me a lot and since, since March and, and since the new year, since I started to try and be more intentional with, with engaging with other people and meet new people. Um, I will keep employing them until it doesn't work anymore and I need to change my routine. So I, I hope you find this helpful. I, I, <laughs> I know we've get, I, I get a, a limited number of listeners to this and some people have really enjoyed it and I'm, I'm very grateful for that. This is still a fun little project. I will continue to post as weekly as I can, but uh, I will reiterate that we are buying a house and sometimes the weekends are just so full of things to do because we couldn't get it done during the week. And and I I have to sometimes put this on the back burner. But I have some guests lined up to, to want to chat and interview. Um, not all of them are pro athletes or world-renowned um, cyclists and frame builders, but some of them are just amateur athletes who are trying to be quite literally not last in their goals. And we're going to talk to them too. We're going to hear what they have to say because I think their story is equally as important and as inspiring as those who who win the tour, who compete at the highest level of sport. It doesn't invalidate or make their their effort any less. 
And, and I want to share that with you. I want to share with you these, these really personal stories from other people um, in this you know, open and honest uh, kind of platform and space that I've, I've tried to create. I will say, as my very last thing before we end this episode, uh, before I end this episode, is that um, if you're struggling, I'm sorry, but I'm always up for conversation. Always. You can reach out to me on Instagram. You can find me on my personal page or my podcast page. It's one and the same. Um, and and I want to know how you're doing. Um, we can chat if you want to. This is totally on you. Um, yeah, we, we can chat. You can just vent. You can just spew a bunch of stuff. I'm willing to listen. Um, I have some capacity to take this in, but... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to put that out there. Like, the door is open. If you want to reach out, if, you, if you're just having a, a crappy day, um, that's fine. Re- you want to talk to somebody that you don't have much of a relationship with, um, sometimes it's easier to talk to, <laughs> to a, a quote-unquote stranger. Um, I, I certainly have found that to be true sometimes. So you know how to find me. And, and I'm here. If you're struggling, I, again, I'm sorry you're struggling. Um, I really, really am. And, and I see you, and you're not alone. So, so there you have it. Thanks again for tuning in, and I think it's time for some outro music. Um, check out this guy. I'll, I'll replug this again. Two, two people, I'll, I'll plug this always in the, in the, the, the closing edit, but... Um, Check out Paige Anochi Bar with the the artwork and design she's doing. She's doing some really cool stuff with ghosts, and it's really cute artwork. She also you can commission her to do um, like caricature drawings of a photo of you, and they're like I don't know between ten and thirty bucks for for a portrait. And I'm a huge fan of supporting local artists, and they. Um, or she she really is a great graphic designer. I really like the work that she does. I did that she does. I'm in love with my podcast logo that she designed for me for the Not Last podcast. Um, so ch- check her out on on page uh, a Nochi Bar. I'll you I I will attach her her tag in the show notes as well for Instagram. Um, the other one to check out is Flamingosis. He just launched some new music. Um, that is really, really good. Um, he just launched a new single, and I think he's working on a new album as well. And um, he's just a sing- like one dude who collaborates with other artists, and, and the one he just released is about um, kind of a Frisbee and his dad, who was a professional Frisbee player. And it's just a really good groove. Um, you can find him on Spotify. Uh, you can download his stuff on Bandcamp. Um, you can do a Flemingosis radio on Pandora, whatever. Um, it's great to work to if you listen to like lo-fi music or just kind of easy grooving music on in the background. Um, I listen to it all the time, and he really is a is a is an amazing artist. Um, check him out. Um, he he's allowed me to use these snippets uh, for for the intro and outro to the podcast, and I'm very grateful for that. Um, and again, support local artists. I, I think it really comes down to you, you, you've got to support um, 
people doing cool things. So, so there you have it. Thanks for tuning in. And um, I will hopefully connect with you very shortly. All right. Bye now. Thanks for tuning in to the Not Last podcast. Be sure to subscribe. New episodes drop weekly. Follow us on Instagram at notlast underscore podcast. This podcast is produced solely by me. If you like what you hear, be sure to tell your friends. Music is generously permitted by the illustrious Flamingosis. My amazing artwork was created by the extremely talented Paige Anochibar. Give them a follow and be sure to support local artists. You can find and subscribe to this podcast anywhere podcasts are available. Coming up next, I've got another very special guest, and you'll just have to tune in to find out who it is. I'm excited you're here, and I hope you'll come back soon. If, if anyone listens to this, they probably won't, but <clears throat> okay, let's try this as a, as a radio broadcast edit. So welcome to the Not Last Podcast, season two, episode five. I'm your host, Andrew Neil Nunez. Today I'm going to talk about control and the terrible mess I've made. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to it. Yeah, it's awful. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Not Last Podcast. I'll never make it as my NPR. I'll never make the NPR interview like that. Or the NPR... Uh, I'll, I'll never make it to a job interview for NPR. <clears throat> Alright, let's try it this way. NPR voiced, take one. Welcome to the Not Last Podcast. My name is Andrew Neil Nunez. Today we're talking about control, and I don't know why I'm so nasally, but I feel like this is a thought for your thoughts. I'm Chaz Schiffner. We're now going to play an edit of Miles Davis, overlaid with Chick Corea, played to you on a didgeridoo with some throat singing. Yeah, well, that's pretty bad. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll put this as an outtake afterwards. Until next time. All right. <laughs> oh, man, no one's going to listen to this crap. But uh, too good to not delete. Okay, whatever. It is way too early. God, I'm tired. Okay, uh, let's do a real intro.